Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Thanks for joining in for concept 20. Today's concept we're calling the reality of fiction. I'm here with my friend Katie Hageman. Hi, Katie. Hi, Jason. You are an author, in particular, a fiction author. Yes. And I cannot wait to learn from you. I am a writer as well, new at writing, and I have so much to learn. You are a published author and really excited to to learn from you. Uh, I want to start with, I think, the beginning of the fiction process in my mind. I've never written fiction, but would be the ideas. Where do they come from? Where do I, where do you start? Do you just have an idea or do you sit down and think that you're now going to try to come up with the idea? Where does it begin? It just happens. A lot of time it's, um, I've never sat down and intentionally tried to think up something, I guess. It's more just like your daydreams get carried away or you I had a dream the other night and I woke up and I like scribbled everything down because I was okay. like, that would be a great series or, right. you know, I, when um, I first started writing a long time ago, it was inspired by movies or books that I liked. So it was kind of just like a fan fiction carrying on from that. And then that would birth its own ideas and adventures and scenarios and characters. How do you know when you've got something though? If you just scribble down potentials, when do you, when do you know it's like, this is a thing to develop more? Yeah. When, um, when you take those scribbles and you sit down in front of your computer and you start to elaborate on it and you're like, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> like you think it to yourself and, okay, yeah. and you get excited about it. And then you think like, um, I have a friend who, who always talks about his writing and he says, you know, I, I just want to write the book that I've always wanted to read. Like yeah. I want to put, um, like if it makes me happy and excited, somebody else is going to be happy and excited yeah. to hear it. So it's, it's really just about creating content that you find appealing and knowing that other people can see that. And if you're excited about writing it, they're going to be excited because it... Do you know the ending before you start the book? Roughly, sometimes. Like I have a... Um, I knew how... So The Awakening is like this. My book right now is this series. And I knew how book one was going to end. I had an idea of where book two was going and then about halfway through, I was like, yeah, that's solidified. This is where it's going to be. And then at the, and I always roughly knew how the whole arc was going to end in book three and how, like the details of how it happens kind of come along the way. So I mainly have like huge bullet points that I try to hit and then weave the story in between those to get there. And So it sounds a story focused characters their own story how do you create the world around that story where do you want to go like you just think about what you like for me when i was creating this particular story it was an environment that i would find neat and appealing so it was like a sci-fi um like there's futuristic elements and aspects and then there's like a very raw nature energy magic side of things and it's about these worlds and ways of life colliding and the conflict there and because yeah. you know when you have two polar opposites there's going to be that problem in the middle and so it's just sort of I and it all comes from your like, mind mm -hmm. so how much of it is a reflection of your own 
the the conflict that you have with those topics like is it is it something that is an overflow of what's happening in you or is there a or are you creating something that really has nothing to do with the conflict? No, it was an overflow for sure. Yeah. Because I was thinking of social injustice, like yeah. how just between there's clashes between people groups and it's really just misunderstandings or yeah. just crooked mindsets and bad habits, social habits, and how that truly affects people on a really intimate level and how it's not just a topic, it's a person. And, you know, so how... How would these people, if they were forced together in a situation and push came to shove, you know, how are they gonna, what do you do then? Like, yeah, you know, well, in in a little while, I want to talk more about the book and the story of the book, a little teaser for people. But I think I I still have a hard time knowing how to schedule writing. (laughs) How do you do that? How, 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 do you, do you write every day? If so, how much do you write every day, week? How do you, how do you do it? I think everybody's different. Like there's a really huge writing community on Twitter and they're very good about like updating you like, Oh, I wrote 500 words. Oh, I wrote 5,000 words today. Oh, I, you know, I yeah. had this quote. I, had I, um, it's to me, it's to each your own. Like you yeah. can't force it. So when it comes, it comes. But for me, writing is really hard because my day job is staying at home and I have an at-home daycare. So I have kids that are constantly there. So I'm getting chunks of five or ten minutes. Yeah, you can't be like, I I can't help you right now. I'm right in the middle of this. Right. And I can't be like, well, I need my coffee and I'll get in the mindset and I'll channel these characters and they'll come to life on the page. It's like, you better write right now. So when do you do it? When I can. So so like, I'll get get them a snack. Go back, really? write five or ten minutes, see if I can get it. And then, you know, there'll be pockets of time where there's longer stretches or there's like naps align and I have like yeah. an hour and a half where I can write or reread. In which case, it has nothing to do with whether you're feeling creative. You need to do it during that time. So yeah. do you write sometimes and get words out that aren't good? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And but you just get it out, let it yeah, flow. Okay, that's, yeah, that's that's what the first draft is all about. You know, okay, you get down yeah. the bones, and then what I do is after I have like my my story all raw and unedited, I'll go back and read it again and beef things up or cut things down. Or sometimes I don't like something, so I cut it. Sometimes I really like something, so I elaborate on it. And then once I have what I think is where what my story is going to be. Then I hand it off to like a friend to take a look at and edit and give me their feedback. Then I make those changes. Then another friend and get their feedback. Nice. So it's kind of, I I make sure I'm super happy with it and it's the story I want to tell. And then I look for feedback. Have you ever had feedback that while it's probably legit from a literature perspective, you're just like, no. Yes. I got to stick with my gut on yeah, this. Yeah, because I have, um actually, I have a, a friend who just edited, um, who did like the fourth revision of it, who just went through it and, and she's phenomenal. She's, this isn't her profession, but it should be because she's insanely thorough. Like she gave me a synopsis of her findings. It was like all the stuff, there's highlighted notes and stuff. And I was like, I just meant for you to check punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) So I get all this back and I was going through it and I like it, but a lot of times like little corrections here and there, it's like, well, but that's how they talk like that's their breath that's just the mood 
you know, and that is their phrasing or, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I got to make sure that it's not mine and it's not somebody else's, but it's that person's. Yeah. Like true to their characteristics. Yeah. So why do you write? Because I love it and it makes me happy. <laughs> so, okay. When I was um, in high school, I yeah. had never really gotten into the whole Harry Potter thing. And uh -huh. one day I was homesick and there was a marathon. It was the first two movies. And the third one, Azkaban, The Prisoner of Azkaban, had just come out in theaters. So mm -hmm. I binged watched the first two movies that day. And I was like, I'm going to go see third movie and nobody wanted to go to me go with me so it was like the first movie I saw by myself so I went in high school by myself to go see the Harry Potter film and I just thought I really like these and so then I read all the books the fourth came out the fifth came out the sixth came out and then um I just loved the world of it, w it was just a completely different world but yeah. it was tangible because it was this world like it was just it was cool yeah. and I felt connected to the creative spark just right you know it's you always feel like you're different and then you find out there's a place for something different and you're like i relate with that that's so cool and um then when i was in college i just really struggled with a lot of what i didn't know at the time was just like chemical anxiety and depression and oh, stuff okay and so i really retreated a lot and i found a website that was doing um, role play like where you pick like a wizarding character and then you kind of write story with other people and you take turns oh, writing okay, back and yeah. forth and I was like this is so fun so you're creating the fiction with yeah, each other like you're carrying it on so you're making your own story based off of that world and right, one yeah. of my friends who I met my freshman year of college writing so this was 15 plus years ago we still write together like back and forth yeah like we're writing buddies and um it was just like you know i love this i want to make my uh, i've i've written probably six books just in playing wow. why don't i write a real book so yeah. i just did oh so <laughs> jealous do you, do you no you've done it too yeah yeah do you do you find yourself at all limited and, and what i mean is it's coming from your mind Technically speaking, there aren't any rules, mm -hmm. but do you ever find yourself, I'll just give a silly example, saying things like, oh, wait a second, vampires aren't allowed to do that. No, because you are creating the world. Right, okay. That is my so thing. So the question then is, is it okay to break yeah. rules about because somebody, fa fantasy worlds? Yes, because, and I'm so glad you asked this question, because <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. Is I love when people ask questions and they're like, yeah, but would this be realistic? Or it's like, but you're writing fiction. It can be whatever you want it to be. Sure. Like, does that exist in your world? You tell me. Just because it didn't exist in this prior fantasy made up world doesn't mean it can't exist in yours. This is totally you. If you want to rewrite what it means to be a vampire, maybe the humans are the weird ones. Maybe vampires yeah. are the normal species. Like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It can be what you want it to be. You don't have to stick to the general guidelines of other fabricated stories right so why do you think people why do you think people create fiction why do you think we want to tell stories that aren't that didn't actually happen or at least the, the literalness of them i think there's multiple reasons i think one because um it they want to be able to change the outcome of something 
Okay. And have influence on it. And there's a, a message. Or they just want to play. They just want to escape. You just yeah. want to create something to give your mind a break. You uh -huh. know, and get out and play. And then, you know, I, th I think it depends on the writer what they want to do. But, um, yeah, for me as a reader of fiction, which is not often, I really come to fiction with two approaches. One is to not have to think about other kind of stuff. So it's yeah. sort of maybe I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting by a campfire or I'm sitting mm -hmm. by the beach and I want to read something that isn't some ancient Near Eastern history yeah, thing. Yeah, where you need to be taking notes and, and yeah, yeah. puzzling. And they'd go a little bit something like the good guy beats the bad guy at the end yeah. kind of thing. Uh, or good girl. <laughs> or good girl, beats, yeah. you know. Uh, but every once in a while, I want to read fiction because I think that stories can help carry ideas. Oh, yeah. Almost in ways that reality can't, mm -hmm. but maybe I, maybe that's not true. I think maybe reality can, but you know, like right. no, it, 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 it says it in, in another way. Yeah. And so I think of like um, when I think of Jesus as a teacher, could have said anything, could have taught way above the heads of everyone. He just says, "Stories." There was a man walking, and this thing yeah. happened. Boom. Well, how many times have you yeah. read a story? And then thought, especially of like a fiction variety, and you get to the end and you're like, I see massive parallels there with yeah. society and this yeah. and that. And, you know, there's, you know, fiction doesn't necessarily mean anything's void of, of truth, intellectual truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just is a different way of speaking it. So what do you want to uh, be accomplished? I mean, you write it, you write because you love it and it's mm -hmm. fun, but what do you want to happen with the stories do you want do you want the reader changed in any way or do you just want them to have a good time in the world both mm -hmm. i mean i i think you know when you read certain stories and you can see characteristics in somebody and think i, I want to be that way or i want to um this is this is a side note but i was telling somebody the other my mother writing friend from way back when we were writing back and forth and she kept telling me how she wished she was as courageous as one of her characters. And I was like, you are that character. Like, you've created them. Those are your thoughts. That's your heart. That That is a yeah. huge chunk of you. You are that person. Mm. Like, they're not outside of you. You have that within you. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, you can... Uh, my hope would be for somebody to read it and think, you know, there's there's nobility, there's trust, there's, um, what I see as, as love over lust and, um, just an authenticity and a, a simpleness to that <clears throat> rather than making things overcomplicated and like still telling a story without that cliche drama part. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do if, uh, as a creative outlet, if you, if, if you I did, didn't write, you didn't write. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, some other form of, of I really like gaming. Like, um, okay. Which is also fiction story. Mm-hmm. And um, like painting or coloring or <laughs> like I yeah. just creating something. 
In your mind, is there any uh, spiritual connection in the process of writing itself? Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, you know, you we have a, a habit of comparing ourselves to other people and we think, oh, well, this person's a teacher or, well, this person is, you know, such a fantastic mother or, you know, you see all these things and God has definitely gifted somebody each thing and you think, well, I, I, I write. And it's like, yeah, but I write. Like, I can dream up worlds and my Heavenly Father dreamt up a world. Mm -hmm. Like, I am, I'm more like Him yeah, I'm connected to him in that way when a yeah. lot of other people may not feel that that way, That's that creative a aspect. And so it's really fun to have like that trait from your heavenly father. Like I you know how all siblings have carry different things. And so it's I'm really thankful for it because like I said, it just makes me so happy and I like knowing that that makes him so happy. It makes me think of two different things. There's um Erwin McManus one time said that we we were an idea in the mind of God, and I just I love that. So we started out in His mind, and then it, what you're saying connects in my mind with uh, I think C.S. Lewis is the one that gets attributed this, but I'm not sure if it was a, his original idea. But that we are sub creators, that we are we are created, but we are created to be creators. Mm -hmm. And so when we when we do that, we're acting like God. Right. And I really yeah. like that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. In a moment, I want to talk about the entire, sort of the the reality of creating this okay. fiction of sure. beginning, middle, end booking ex exists. But to throw a little bit of a curveball at okay. you before we get into the entire process of the book, <clears throat> what's your spirit animal? My spirit animal is um, an otter. That's mine. Stop it. <laughs> Yes, it's it's really close between an otter and a gopher, but okay. but an otter. I think I don't know what the animals are, what they're called, but I remember on planet Earth years ago, there's this that is so otter-like thing that they run on the bottom of the water. Oh yeah. But I think that might be even more mine than otter, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm otter-ish. Definitely. But but why? Um, I think because I'm playful, I like uh -huh. puzzles. Um, strong sense of community. Okay. I identify as a Hufflepuff, and I believe otters are very Hufflepuff-ish, Hufflepuff even though it's a badger as their house animal. I'm sure some <laughs> Enneagram person's going crazy right now. I know. <laughs> Try to pin me down! I know. I don't like puzzles. I, I... I like the idea the of thing. puzzles. Yes! Like, I love the idea of being really good at riddles and puzzles, and I'm terrible at puzzles. Do you mean literal puzzles? Like I do the like pieces? literal puzzles. That's what you mean, or that's not what you meant when you said puzzles? Both. Okay. <laughs> a wide variety I like of riddles. Puzzles. I don't like puzzles. I, I, I want to be so good at those things. I, I like so the bad. idea of, it's winter, let's settle in with some tea, clear the coffee table, have the puzzle, make it a really tough one, mm -hmm. just be together. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minutes later, I don't want to You're do it You're checking pieces. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually help Kimberly find the end pieces mm -hmm. and just sort of sit with her mm -hmm. because she's like a master. Yeah. And so I, I, I help. Mm -hmm. I help about as much as our kids help, though. But that's help. Yeah. No, it's help. It's family time. It counts. Yeah. It's um, teamwork. What about in the world of um, fantasy? Are you, are you a, a wizard? Are you a... Uh, what, 
you know, what vampire, it, I don't know, whatever, no rules. What, um, so I could be anything across any sure. fantasy spectrum? Ooh, that's a whole nother podcast. I think, uh, okay. <laughs> what do you want to be? I think I'd be, um, probably either, okay, this is a throwback, but do you remember Fern Gully? Yes. With, I would want to be like a Fern Gully type fairy. Yeah. Um, an elf from like Lord of the Rings. This isn't one answer, but one of those two. Legolas style or like the ones that just Legolas. stayed in the forest? And no. The, okay. Yeah. You got any battles in your book? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk All about kinds. the book. Yes, let's do it. Start with the end. How long did it take you to, I, not the end, like give away the end, no. but how long did it take you for the book from start to finish by the um, time it was online available to sell, to buy? About six months. Okay. So. But that's different for everybody. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So starting at day zero. Mm-hmm. What happened? I wrote the first chunk of the first chapter, and it was kind of about this person being displaced. Not kind of, it was. Uh-huh. And then um, I ran it by some friends and said, I think this is the beginning of my story. And they were like, oh my gosh, what a, what's the next part? <laughs> I was like, I don't... I don't have it yet. And they're like, well, give it to me when you have it. And I was like, this is a fantastic reaction. Like if you've got that first chunk and you've already got that hook, you know, where people are already feeling invested, like, well, what, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then I just slowly started chipping away. So what's the book about? I mean, you already gave a little bit yeah. of the, the world's colliding thing, but um, give, give us the pitch. Well, in that it was funny that I chuckled a couple seconds ago because he said start at the, start at the end yeah. because the book kind of starts at the end. Oh, okay. Like you are thrown into this situation after you don't know what's happened. And, oh, right, um, yeah. There's these two main characters, and um, one is this princess and commander of her people, and the other character is her guardian, known as a keeper. And, um, it's, it's a, you, you find them together in a not so great situation and through a restoring of memories that the princess has lost due to this first situation. Thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, you are retold the story. Because oh, you're yeah. realizing it with her. With the main So you're being yeah, woven back and forth between the present where they're trying what they're doing what they have to do to help her regain these memories yeah. and her reliving them. But is is her present set in the future world? Is this a is a book about the future or is it a book about an alternative reality alternative of life? Alternative reality. Yeah. yeah. Got it. I mean for all we know it could be this earth far far in the future. But <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. But um no, it's 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 off world otherworldly other realm give us something uh give us some more i mean i don't want you to give it <laughs> give it away because i want um, people to go buy it and read it but give us more of like what well, the story is there is the relationship between them is huge because it's very much a very sincere and deep and raw authentic friendship where there's a lot of banter like it's very brother and sisterly sometimes, but then you can tell that there's more feeling. Yeah. But there's also this kind of star-crossed lover where they are from different worlds and there's that uh, collision. But 
there's never a break in their faithfulness. Yeah. And, um, are they from the different kind of worlds as if in their mind, it just, there's no way this would ever make sense to be together kind of stuff. Yes. Well, yes. Sort of. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were, I was talking way earlier at the beginning about how there was just this spectrum of, of people in this division in society. And they just so happen to be from different stretches different in the yeah. spectrum so even though they've picturing found divergent version of things kind of if, yeah if, as you say that like they've they've come together and they're a really good team but they have completely different backgrounds yeah yeah and um they complement each other in a lot of a little ways romeo and juliet thing going on yeah. a little bit yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, except you know people aren't you know dying left and right necessarily oh. <laughs> i mean, I mean yeah. maybe i don't yeah. know but um, so, the, so the editing process, so let's, yeah. you know, how did that work? You, you, you progress, you start to develop it more. Mm -hmm. Did you edit it along the way with uh, A little bit. I mean, well, the first, so you write a chunk, you take a break. Yeah. Or I do, well, I mean like a break, I mean like whatever space of time I have between yeah. writing and then I'll read like the last paragraph or two to kind of catch myself up and get in the mindset yeah, and sure. pick up again. And sometimes you find little things there that you want to go ahead and edit, just little grammatical things or sentence structure. And then, um, so once you have all that, then I go back and do just a read through and edit as I go. You used, you, you did it. like a pen in your hand. Oh yeah. So, Is that what you did? Or um, was it just... I do both. Uh -huh. So, um, the, for the first book, I, um, I had it printed out and I did it with pen and paper because I didn't have access to my computer at the time. Oh. So I had it printed out and then I was gone away doing some family stuff and needed to be able to do that too and then I came back and implemented everything but then with the second book I just did it on the computer okay but a lot of people like taking it out and printing it and because for some reason just the yeah. texturizing of it and seeing it differently you feel like you see different er yeah, yeah. errors um, but it's it's preference yeah when did you did you wait until the end or like when it was done before you went through the bigger version of the editing process? Yes. And that yeah. was with mul multiple sets of eyes, not just your mm -hmm. own? Um, well, I did one hard edit by myself uh -huh. and so that I could give it to people and not feel like a complete buffoon. And then yeah. <laughs> hopefully, and then they read through it and make their little notes uh -huh. and, and send it back to me and I kind of go back and forth there. Does that make sense? How did you know when it was ready? Like, done, done, done. This is the book. It's going to get printed. I feel like I knew it was done, done, done. Like, I knew the story itself was solid when I sent it off for that first edit. Okay. But then when it was cleaned up and refined, like, I felt confident about, as confident as I could as an independent author for, like, yeah. having it being edited. Um, I was like, okay. I, I really did don't have anything else to Did it ever mess with you? Things like... I should probably develop this person's character more or I should add another backstory or did that no. ever happen where you felt? No, because I think, not not for me, just yeah. because I feel like the way the story is told, like you're thrown in with these characters and you immediately get a sense of who they are and roughly what's happening, but then you're finding it out as they're kind of finding themselves out. I see. So you're along with them for this this journey. Yeah, that makes sense. So talk about the publishing process. How did you publish the book? Um, I did it through Amazon. They have um, 
a program called Kindle Direct Publishing, um, KDP, and uh, you pretty much they walk you through it. There's you decide what dimensions you want your book to be. Is it going to be a five by eight? Is it going to be a you know whatever whatever? And um, you click a template, and it gives you what the page formatting should look like. And then you got to do it. You got to and put you did it that in. yourself, yep. right? And you, and you got to do headers, you even did the artwork, footers, right? Yes, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. headers and footers and page breaks and um, all that stuff. And then you do it again with the ebook version. And then you, um, once you feel confident that your cover's loaded, you like where it is, you've done a digital proof of how yeah. the outside and inside look, you send away for a... Uh, One physical copy. Yeah, physical yeah. copy. And um, the author's copy. And then look through it and see if there's anything else you want to change. Did you? I don't think I did. I think it was yeah. okay. Um, I did go back like a month later because someone had found like one or two errors. Okay, yeah. And that was the beautiful part about KDP. I just reloaded the document with the error. And errors then, And changed. then from that point on, mm -hmm. if someone orders it, it's the new one. It's the new one. Got it. So my mindset is one day when my work is totally famous, yeah. those copies with those errors will be prized possessions. Oh man, signed just, copy of the right? error edition. Exactly. Millions. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> we long for that day. Right? When errors are something to Well, here's how we coveted. can here's how we can help get you closer to that. We can get the book on Amazon. Yes. So you go to amazon.com and you'd search The Awakening and then your last name Hageman. H A G A M A N, right? Yep. And it's so Katie is your name, but mm -hmm. I see I'm looking at it. K.L. Hageman. Mm -hmm. Catherine Lee. Okay. K.L. The Awakening. Hageman is what you'll look in, is look for. Uh, and it says book one. Mm-hmm. So. And book two will come out in the next couple weeks. What? Like the first of, of June. Okay. Not, the, not the, like the first week of June, not June 1st. The first week of June. So, so you're done with it, really? You're yeah. just in that final stages yeah. before you upload that? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you were that close. I yeah. knew you were writing it, but that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Well, and it's fun. going well so far, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's fun. You know, you always, it's so hard because there's like this lull. You have this launch and the book is out there and you just expect everybody to be like, shum, 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 like yeah. inhaling copies and you get like a trickle. Yeah. And then there's quiet and there's another trickle and then it's just silent. And then reviews start popping up because people have finally finished the book and then you share reviews and then that trickle starts again. So there's this really weird, it's not just a perfect circle of a cycle. It's like this. How weird, do the reviews make you feel? Um, right now they make me feel really good because they've been really nice positive. Yeah. yeah. Um, have I, you gotten any negative reviews? No. Okay. Which is pretty, pretty good because between yeah. Goodreads and Amazon, um, I've had around 20 reviews on each. Wait, and what's Goodreads? So Goodreads is a platform for authors and readers. I'm going to have to tell you all about yeah, this because yeah. you need to get connected. Um, and it's where people, it's almost like you're sharing digital libraries. Like I can see what you're reading. You can see what I'm reading. We could follow each other. We could, um, authors can share their works. People can leave comments and they have their own rating system that they do. Um, so it's, it's neat that way. It's, it's a lot of really active readers are on Goodreads because they... It's a really easy way for them to track 
books and stuff. Oh, and yeah. you can see people's progress if they're reading digital books and stuff. It's really wow. fun. Yeah, it's I cool. I had no idea. Yeah. I've heard people mention Goodreads, but I yeah. never figured out what it was. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm in a sweet spot. Yeah. I'm probably going to go home and there'll be like a one star and I'll cry. But right like, now everything's... Who is this Joker? Right, because I think I'm, you know, I'm sitting pretty at 20 uh, reviews and... Oh, okay. All oh, that's what that means. Yeah, right so yeah. there's 20 yeah. reviews and... Five stars. Five stars, baby. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. But I think one of those might... One of those might be a four. I don't know. But oh. Overall, it averages out. <laughs> Do you have any advice for people who want to write? Do it. Because all right, well, thanks for joining. <laughs> and that concludes this podcast. So, like, when people contact me and they're like, you know, I'm thinking about writing. How did you start? Or just don't overthink it. Okay. Just, just don't, don't overcomplicate it. If you want to write, write first. Just get your story out, and then you can work about, you know, go to work about um, putting it into an actual book form. But first, you just gotta have the story. Don't overthink it. If you want to do it, go for it. Oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to reading it. Give us maybe some closing thoughts on who the book's written for, like your ideal reader. Okay. And also maybe compare, like if you like such and such book, mm -hmm. you'll like The Awakening. Okay. You know. Um, I, um, this... One of my favorite things about this book is that I feel like uh, it gets lumped together with young adult. Okay. But it can be new adult. It can be adult. Like, I just feel like it, it's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it, there's parts of it that can be for everyone. I don't feel like it's for one genre. And yeah. that's really been a struggle for me. Because it's definitely fiction. It's fantasy. But there's... You know, it's not just, it's kid friendly. Like uh -huh. you could read it with your kids and yeah. it would be okay. But it's also not dumbed down where yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not really excited and enjoy. And yeah. my favorite like reviews and comments have been where people have been like, I read this book and then I shared it with my daughter and, or my son just been binge read it before oh, I could even get to it or like things like that. Yes. And I have one friend right now who's actually, it's like their bedtime thing. Like they're reading it together oh. and they're both just super into it. And that is so fun. So just if you enjoy reading an adventure, if you like books like, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said the, the Harry Potter didn't play a part when you think of like the just yeah magical mindset like i feel like the story just had yeah. to have some sort of magical element um ready player one uh-huh um there's i feel kind of pompous if i say like there's some c.s lewis like uh -huh. chronicles of narnia but there's like a you will see by the end this theme that yeah. may not come to light until the end where you're just kind of like oh yeah i see this greater message uh-huh I so those really are some examples, of, for instance, if someone's, um, you, it, your ideal would be on Amazon, it's like, well, if you like Ready Player One, you might also be interested in The Awakening. Or yeah. if you like, if, if you're, if you're a Harry Potter fan, this next series is for you. Yeah. It's The Awakening by yeah. K.L. Hageman. By K.L. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's, that's helpful because I think that people listening, if they, oh yeah if they like Harry Potter, they should give this a try. Yeah. Um, and I think there are a lot of people that 
that like probably relate yeah yeah that that (laughs) want to hear that yeah uh so closing how do we how do we simplify this the the reality of fiction so i think we've kind of talked through just the reality of the process of creating fiction can you try to sum this up for somebody so they've been listening for 35 minutes they might want to do this hopefully they're going to They've already by now bought the book. They're listening. <laughs> They've already made the purchase. Thank but you. But they're like, they're like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. How do you simplify it? I mean, you've already just said, yeah. do it. But yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Then. Just if you want to do it, know that you can. Yeah. Right. Right. And then do it. Yeah. And you know, there are, there's some really great communities and tools out there that will help you. Like you don't realize just how accessible and obtainable that can be so if you have the heart for it and you want to do it don't limit yourself by preset structures or how things have been done or how one person does it or just do it just and enjoy doing it like if you don't enjoy doing it you're not doing it the way you need to be like if it if it feels more like work than something you really love and are excited about then maybe take a step back and think I'm overcomplicating this. What do I need to do to enjoy this? Because Should people tell like uh, tell the world some of their stories before they publish books? What do you mean? Like like post, share it with people or write something. Not have to lead to this is going to be a physical book that people. Oh, buy. you Just mean like, like a here, world? Of I told a story. Read it. Um, well, I know you a lot know, of people do. Like, like there's like, short stories and people yeah. kind of build up that way, but. Do what yeah. you want to do. I have a friend who um, just published a, um, a, a a collection of short stories as one book. And oh, cool. I mean, so it can whatever you want to do. Yeah. Maybe short stories are your thing. You could just yeah. have a bunch. Don't feel like you have to have a huge novel. That's another thing too. You don't have to reach a word count. Uh huh. Yeah. Tell your story. It's going to take That's as great. long or as little as it is. Just tell your I story. I think what I'm hearing from you is create a world just go for it and create Mm -hmm. the world and it's your your world you don't have to play by the rules exactly yep um closing question i thought i was already done but it occurred to me i really want to ask you a closing question this will be for the harry potter fans okay why are you a hufflepuff you know i really struggled with this in the beginning, I really just was like, oh, yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. But I was like, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> like, I mean, there, I am... Like, even having a hard time answering this question makes me feel like a Hufflepuff because I don't want to... You are deep into this world. Then, <laughs> I <though>. am. <laughs> but I, I, I love community. I'm super faithful to my friends. Okay. I want to encourage and have people just enjoy um anything that they're doing um but i also have moments like you know tonks i don't know how much you know about the harry potter world but tonks is a hufflepuff but she's also an or so she's super brave and okay. and bold so it doesn't mean you have to be like a pushover you know uh, what i mean yeah, so yeah. i feel like that's where my balance is i'm i can be bold and set myself but be kind and all day i'd be huffling <laughs> that's it man <laughs> great answer i love it well thank you yeah. thank you for your time it's wonderful i love how deep into that story you are thank you. and i my hope for you is that 
millions of people get as deep into the awakening That'd series and they feel wonderful. like they're identifying deeply yeah. with those people in that story. Well, thanks for everyone for joining in for Concept 20, The Reality of Fiction with K.L. Hageman. <laughs> and you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.